Welcome to the Unestablished Podcast, a podcast about the unexplained shenanigans of adulthood. Adulting is challenging, but with a little wine and an unfiltered conversation, we'll get through this together. Each week, we will discuss the perceptions of what it means to live the broke rich lifestyle as an unestablished adult. Living broke rich is not just about monetary assets. There are levels of this shit. Now, here are your hosts, Constance, Jawanda, and Monique. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Unestablished Podcast. Mm-hmm. We are so glad that you guys are sticking with us. We are in episode four. <laughs> I know, I can't even Get believe here. we made it. We're here. I know, the launch week was a little hectic. But we, a little. But we made it. <laughs> I apologize for the lack of in order episodes. That was my bad. Okay, no, they just... it's it's all of us because we don't know what we're doing yeah. here. We out here troubleshooting and shit, yeah. but you know, just bear with us. You know, we 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 trying, we're trying real hard. <laughs> okay, trying on real, top of our fucking jobs. <laughs> okay, and right. our lives outside of that. By Friday, I crashed. I got off work. <laughs> I don't even think I took off my clothes. I was in the bed, gone. Oh no, clothes oh, on. You take your right there. <laughs> That's the first thing you're yeah. supposed to do when you come in the door. But well, when you tired, that just Girl, sometimes that doesn't happen. Look, there are some days it's been so rough. I was like, "Fuck that! I'm leaving that hoe on. I'm just crawling <laughs> in this bed as I am." Nah, I mean, cause the first thing I do when I come in. <laughs> When I come in, the first thing I do is I go sit on the toilet, pee, and then when that when I'm peeing, my clothes are coming off. It's, it's simultaneous. <laughs> simultaneous. It's coming off. Like it's all happening at one time. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. I am prepared for bed. Mm-mm. If I wish I'm too I could tired. say I crashed, but I celebrated pretty hard. I went out with some of my friends, and my old teacher friends, and my current teacher friend hell now nah, we went to the bars and i was like oh where we going next we going to another i kind of want another drink somebody <laughs> buy me a corona that's <laughs> for the celebration <laughs> that's what i'm talking about so i didn't get home till like 12 friday and then i got my ass up to go to this uh district carnival that we had at seven. <laughs> oh, girl you better than me <sighs> Absolutely not. <laughs> they could have kept that carnival all day today. So I was tired, but that's okay. It's okay because we got our wine. Um, yes, Lord. So one day we're going to be coordinated. So the whole goal is for us to all have the same wine, <laughs> so we can try and taste together. But you know, once again, this week we ain't got it. We it's sometimes it's just not happening. So this week I have white merlot which is one of my favorites. And we talked about how I love Behringer, mm-hmm. how it's my favorite cheap brand wine. So mm-hmm. I got the Behringer brand of White Merlot, and I believe Constance talked about that in a previous episode. Swear by it. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord. I'll have to give it a try. That's a good one. Well, um, I'm actually drinking 
the one who you're supposed to coordinate with, but it's fine because I'll buy the bottle Hold again. Up. Is, it, is it good though? You, Girl. Yes. Friend, and you know I don't drink Moscato, mm-hmm. but this, this Oliver Blueberry, oh my sweet baby Jesus. Mm-hmm. So like, it's sweet, but it's, it's, it's really not that awful. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's not biting, you know, it's not like, oh my God, I can't take it. Diabetic shock. It's good. Yeah. I had to go pour me some more, but try not to pour the whole bottle. <laughs> but I'm going to be sad when this shit go. Aww. I'm going to be so sad. I'm going to try to this bottle down during this episode. Yeah. Not shedding the... tears. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm the concerned. one I wanted to recommend for this episode, but I'm not at home. I got two bottles at the house. It's waiting on me. But I'm not I'm at home. i another one. So, but definitely that is like one of my favorites when it comes to getting something that's kind of sweet but not really because it's it gives you that tartness of the blueberries and that kind of brings down the sweetness of the moscato so i love it yes mm, so good so um let them know what the name of it again is constant oh lord it was oliver's i ain't got the bottle right on me but yeah. i know it's oliver's and you can get it at the kroger okay yeah. it is in the moscato or like sweet wine section i almost missed it got nervous and thought i wasn't gonna be able to find mm-hmm. it Wow. But yeah, it's Oliver's Blueberry Moscato. Yes. I think they also have a cherry as well. Um, try that. Yeah, that you can try too. I don't think I tried the cherry because once I got hooked on the blueberry, I just couldn't. <laughs> yeah, mm-mm. just don't even want to deviate. Don't even want to try it and be disappointed. But I want to try that cherry. Yeah, so it's it's definitely good. Definitely good. I definitely recommend 10 mm-hmm. out of 10. Mm-hmm. So, um... We are, we came with the topic today of bitch, I'm grown. And, <laughs> and I just want to say it's just like that. You know, <laughs> sometimes I just want to approach my family and be like, yo, bitch, I'm grown. Point blank in the period. I feel like I say that to certain people in my family. <laughs> there are some people I'm not finna roll up on and say that shit. Right. Definitely not the parentals. Fuck no. But I try to imply it as best I can. Definitely implications is being made. <laughs> right. Like, My go-to is just like, ma. Like, I don't even need to say anything else. Just ma. Right, listen, I call her mother when I'm trying to make a point. <laughs> mother, please. Could you not? God bless it. Sometimes they get the picture. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. You know, you got to, you got to about train them because they don't know how to handle it. It almost reminds me of like, you know, that last year of uh, high school, you know, you were senior and shit and like, for whatever reason, you just beefing with your mama for no fucking reason. <laughs> like everything is a problem. I don't know if everybody had this problem. I sure shit did. Me and me and my mother were just not on the same page. It just felt like we was both on our periods at the same time Oh no! for six months. And I was like. I got to. I have to leave here. We got to be separated, and it, and it was great. Once I went to college, but sweet Jesus, trying to transition from being super dependent and being grown is like the same thing. Like, why do I keep telling you the same thing? You don't be listening to me. Why do you treat me like a child? I don't understand. Facts. I think it was just last year for me that my family was just like, you know what? You really grown out here. <laughs> Like you're really out here doing grown up things. You know, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. And I'm glad we were able to bring you this far. 
But yeah, I finally see that you're you're definitely a grown up at this point, and I'm just like, yeah. that's what I've been telling you this whole time, <laughs> B. <laughs> Girl, it be a it be a whole thing. So, question. So, mm. do you have a point in your life when you tried to stop living up to the expectations of others? Maybe not just family, but, you know, people in general. Yes, child. When the bill started having my name on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I started stop caring as much because I have to survive for myself. I'm making these decisions for me. Whether you agree with them or not, I'm an adult now. Right. For sure, for sure. Yeah, that's facts. You definitely have to, um, <laughs> the adulting thing. You definitely have to. Girl. I don't think they see, I think it's just they see you grow up and they see, oh, well, now she's a preteen. And then they be like, oh, now she's a teenager. And then they be like, oh, now she in her 20s. And I just think once you get to your 20s, I think the growth in their mind kind of stops. Because in your mm-hmm. 20s, you're still immature. You're still doing stupid shit. So they still like, I got to watch you. Make sure you ain't doing nothing stupid. And I don't think once you get out of that time frame in your life that they get out of that mindset that mm-hmm. you, you grown. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got it. I'm, I wonder what it is about that. I mean, is it, I wonder if it's because they nervous, like that you don't need them no more? Or, or what is it? Like, why can't they separate and see that changes are being made? You know, they getting older. We getting older. Like, the timeline continues on. I don't I don't understand. Like, what aren't you understanding, madam? I do not. We're always going to be their little baby. Yeah. <sighs> so weird. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm kind of like that with my nephew and nieces, my nephews and nieces as well. Like, I yeah, I still true. see them as the little kids that they are. You know what I'm saying? Like my mm-hmm. my nephew graduated high school the same year I graduated from pharmacy school, but I still see him as like this little immature eleven year old. We used to fight in the <laughs> in the living room floor. Like we used to fight all the time. <laughs> and I don't oh know God. if it, it must be me because it, it's a trend. Me and my niece used to fight all the time when she was younger. <laughs> And she would be like, so what? I'm five and she's just seven. <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, I'm deep in my 20s. Late 20s. These <laughs> women ain't got no concept of time. Yes, and I'm fighting with this five-year-old. And she, that, who thinks I'm seven? <laughs> she's like, she's just seven. She ain't, with, she ain't got but two years on me. <laughs> That's damn shame. Yes, yes. Oh, Lord. Um, oh, when, what about you, Juwanda? When When did you stop? Um, mine is recent. Mine is just when I got into my thirties. Um, and I was, but previous to that, I was doing things, a lot of things that I did or I didn't share with my family. I didn't do it because it's what they expected me to do. So I either did it because they expected me to do it. Or if I deviated and did something differently, I wouldn't tell them I did something differently just because Um, I know they had different expectations of me. So I think once I got out of school and I got these bills 
and I started being on my own, after a while, I was just like, forget this. Like, you're never going to be able to please them exactly the way they want. So the best thing is just to do you. Sometimes, like, I would, um, like, go places and wouldn't tell them where I went just because I didn't want this to them to be, like, checking in on me all the damn time <laughs> or... Like, you know, saying, oh, you better not go. When you get a hold, now you upset on the trip because they told you you better not go and you right. going anyway. <laughs> that happens more times than we probably would like to admit. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm grown. Oh I'm paying for the trip. None of their right. money is going towards this trip. Right. Why do Why do I care? I don't let you disturb my whole little mood and I'm out here trying to live my best life. Right. Exactly. Lord have mercy. I had to try to figure out when I'm going to answer this phone while I'm on my trip so you won't hear me having the fun. <laughs> it's just it's just a whole type situation. But like I, you know, there are other friends I have, they be talking to their family and they be like, oh yeah, we went wherever and this is what we're doing and they know exactly what they're doing. And I know for safety purposes, we probably should just let somebody know. But at that time I was like, well, EJ knows. So as long as somebody from home knows that it's fine. Right. So yeah. Yeah. So definitely it was one time, I remember one time that, um, me and two of my friends from pharmacy, pharmacy school went to Ohio and um we just went to like a weekend trip or whatever never told my family that i went ej knew i went but my family didn't know and then one time we were looking at like this food show and then we i actually been to that restaurant when we was in ohio that was on the food show and i was like oh i've been there i was like that food was good they was like when did you go why you ain't tell me <laughs> you went how you want? How you gonna go somewhere? And you supposed to be here, but you here, oh. and you didn't tell anybody where you was going. You didn't let your family know you was going. At least let us know you was going, so you can, we can make sure you're safe. I was like, okay, <laughs> I guess I won't share anything. <laughs> right, my God. <laughs> but I know they were just doing it out of concern for me, and not necessarily because they wanted to keep tabs on me. Yeah, but girl, the way that things are so crazy now, I'm all for let somebody know where you are. Yeah, so I definitely let one person know who can be able to get in touch with them. If they can't get in touch with me, fine. I I wasn't about to um, let them know. Yeah, shout out to the Apple location. That's been coming in clutch. Facts. I did not use that thing. You don't like using it? <laughs> not that I, I don't like using it. I just really don't like it. The only thing I like, is sharing my ETA with somebody whose house I'm on the way to. Like, all right, nigga, you got this much time to be right. ready. When I get there, you got an hour. You can see me coming. Yeah, right. So or or I'm only spending the day with you, so after midnight, you're not getting right. these privileges anymore. <laughs> you <tell you> something. <laughs> Shit, even friends, like, you know we finna go to lunch, bitch, and I didn't eat breakfast this morning because I am home, Gary. Don't be trying to do your makeup, like, 30 minutes before I get there. Come on. Get your clothes on. You got time. Um, but Lord, I don't know. I think the location. I think it scared me a little bit. Emphasize, my parents don't know how to use that shit. They don't know what to do with that, and I don't want to teach them. I don't feel like it. Yeah, right. Because once you teach them, oh, where is she, child? And I don't. I don't need that. I don't need them knowing every which where I'm going. 
Mm-hmm. I don't need that yes. at all. Once you re- once they realize they they could do that all the time, they're gonna be like, "Oh, what house is that? She ain't answer her phone. Let me check in." No, nope. you know they've gotten a lot better about it though. So like, I and I think that's that's when I realized like I was grown or whatever. Started like not worrying as much. I'm not gonna say that I totally stopped because I know I so that's a lot. I still. I'm still breaking the habit of of caring about those expectations, especially from um, my parents. But when I started having issues with certain things they would do um, and like the boundaries, they would just like lines they would just cross that I wasn't comfortable with anymore. And I verbalized that. That was that was when I felt the most grown because I was like, you know, normally I would just shut up. And deal with it and take it and make an excuse like, oh, you know, this is just how they act and whatever. But now I'm like, nah. no, no, I can't. Like, I can't keep being quiet about it. Like, this is this is a problem. This is bothering me. Like, you don't do this with your other kid. Don't don't come at me about this. You ain't worried about what he doing certain issues that they like to address or like certain physical boundaries, like don't come over to my house at certain times. Yeah. Like it was like, you know, this one is going out whenever you ain't saying nothing. Maybe I don't hear it, but I I, I don't recall nothing being said, but I want to run to Publix at 10 PM to go get me some noodles. Cause there's nothing else in this house. This is when I was living with him. Like, you got an issue. And I'm like, but I'm older. And I'm I'm way more grown than this one. This one's barely in college. I'm already Maybe out. that was the daughter-son dynamic, too, playing yeah, a part Yeah, and I don't appreciate that shit, either. <laughs> I, co- I, re- I really don't. I really fucking don't. So I, I've had several conversations about that. Several conversations. And I, and I don't, I, it's like, I don't give a fuck that he has a penis. That doesn't give him no more of a right to go and do dumb shit than me. Give a fuck. I, in fact, you should be more worried about my black ass because I'm going to get into dumb shit before he do. Because I'm old enough to do dumb shit. <laughs> I got more, I, I'm, I'm more curious. The hell? I'm out here in this world. Okay. You're still under your roof. <laughs> we are out here in this world trying to figure right. it out. Yeah. So when I started being brave enough to like verbalize my boundaries and my problems with certain things that I normally wouldn't out of respect because you know how we were raised, like, you know, you don't say anything to any elder. You don't talk, you don't right. say, say shit. And so I just like, I'm, I'm not doing that. And to the ones that are really old, I just don't, don't speak to them no more. I just, oh. hey. like, I'm but not, I'm not having this conversation. I'm just not having this conversation. Yeah. Like. Usually they don't have anything to bring up. I'm not giving you anything big. How you doing? I'm fine. I'm just not, I'm not telling you yeah. what the hell I got going on. I'm not getting into it. I know you don't give a shit. Right. I was and just not- about to say that it's so obvious when adults ask you, how you doing? And then the conversation is so short. I'm like, you didn't care from the start and you know, you didn't. So why, why even ask me? You could have just said hello and keep kept it moving. And some of the ones will give you all this unsolicited advice. Bitch, I didn't ask you anything. Right. And half of the time it's stuff we already know. Like, unless you're about to actually help me physically do the steps, please. Right. Like, why don't you do this? Because I don't want to do that. I've already considered all these options you've given me. I didn't ask you for advice. You asked me how the fuck I was doing, and I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, the hell? <laughs> this is this supposed to be a greeting, sir or madam? Tell how you really feel, sis. I'm responding. I don't understand where all this extra conversation is coming from. But it's something about these old people, though. So once you do something against their, like, will or something, against their authority, they just go and tell <laughs> everybody else. Did you say. hear that oh Jawanda was blase, blase, that she did this? Right. And then they gonna tell somebody else in your family, and then it's gonna circle back to you. Baby, I heard about... Man, the mistake and we discuss it and we move on do you have to keep telling right. you have to tell everybody else that i was out here and my car broke down and because i was somewhere i ain't had no business and now you gotta tell everybody about it now my auntie know my great auntie mm. know the uncles know <laughs> sister know like every, yo can, can we could we not just keep this between us that's the thing yeah. they want to tell your business it's like you have to, it's like that one friend that just can't hold water. You have to legit specify, listen, bitch. This cannot go anywhere. <laughs> and if I hear it from any other person, I'm going to know it was you. Right, right. Because you I... don't know how to be quiet. Yes. And I'm only telling you because I, I love you and I want to tell you. But you, if you can't shut up, I can't keep talking to you. I just can't. I want to. My, gotta... go-to, my go-to phrase is take this to the grave. Because if right. I hear it, we're done. Our friendship is done. Like, I'm, you are my safe space, so I'm telling you this because I trust you. But if we ever, mm-hmm. they say, like, when people are get into arguments, they tell their friends tea. If you mm-hmm. ever get into that space and you feel the need to share my information, you're dead That's to me. Up. Oh, that is Family, friend, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. That's a breach of trust. But and I Jawanda, mean- like, I feel so sad. Like... <laughs> I, I don't think I have those, like, issues with, I mean, of course, there's always a few family members that tell your business before you can tell it, but yeah. I guess the dynamic of the older generation. Girl, well, you know, my, really? my family is old anyway. You know, I yeah. I came at the very end of everything. They make them phone calls a little <laughs> yes. faster than everybody else. <laughs> yes, because they talk to each other all the time. All the time. So right. the, you come up at the topic of of discussion when you fucked up. Okay, and that that's mm-hmm. all they want to talk about. How you done fucked up, how they had to come save you, and they talk, tell you, you know, reprimand you or whatever, and all they had to do, and then now you go and talk to your your great auntie or whatever, and she comes and tells you about how she heard about this and how you don't need to be doing this and this, that. It's just like, you got to relive it all over again. I already was punished mm-hmm. one time. Why do I have to be punished again? Yeah. Right. At I don't know. I can't believe you ain't got nobody in your family. That nobody, that like no one that well, like I mean, has like, no. Because I refer because to mine I, as the gossip. I keep my child. life fairly <laughs> private anyway. So this whole podcast thing, y'all, <laughs> how did we get here? Okay, I'm usually a private <laughs> person, so if something is out and people are sharing it, it's because I wanted them to. Right, okay. But no, this is kind of like, I think of like young 20s high school type situation. Not nothing that's going on now in my life, but like something like I I did in high school or something I did in college and they're just like, they had to bail me out in some kind of aspect. Like, they talking. Yeah. That's, and I mean, it's all, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's. They tired and bored, or I mean, I mean, I know gossiping is a southern pastime, but goddamn, 
Isn't there anyone else in family? I mean, why you got to talk about your own family? Because like, I mean, a, it's a Southern pastime. <laughs> yeah. You know, Gosman is a Southern pastime, honey. It is people watching is an entire thing. Like facts. I will definitely get dressed up and find some great place. I would love to be on a balcony in New Orleans on Mardi Gras. Not because I want to go anywhere, just because I want to see how dumb people are going to be. I could sit there and drink several bottles of wine and have a great time. Yes. It don't take much. That's why, I, that's, why, that's why Southern people have rocking chairs on their front fucking porch so they can watch other people. Yeah, I mean, I have family members that um, I consider them the gossip train, and I love them pieces but they just they tell any and everybody's business and i love that i appreciate that they don't discriminate you know it's not like they targeting one specific person in the family they'll talk about anyone but the one person in that particular group that i feel like i used to tell everything to i now don't tell nothing to or if i do tell them then i'm like i don't want to hear about this through the gossip train do not be running back to these said people and running your mouth about my business because it's none of their business. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear that they heard about it. And I don't want you saying it. Like if I can't have a conversation with you, then I won't tell you anything. Okay. If you can't go to Bella Noche's, where the hell could you go? Hey, Lord, help us all, Jesus. (laughs) So, I mean, is there... Like, what did you tell, I guess, like, your parents or your family members? How did you confront them? And Like, I think Constance kind of told her story, but, like, Mo, did you say anything specifically to your family to confront them to tell you, bitch, you are indeed, I am indeed grown? Honestly, I didn't. My parents, like, allowed me that space to act as an adult. And then over the course of making mistakes, they've kind of been there to support me and coach me through and um, let me learn. So I I never really had to say, you know, bitch, I'm an adult, but I've had to learn how to set some boundaries. Like I'm on vacation. Let me enjoy my vacation. Don't call me with things that are going back on back at home. Yes, I'm in my own house, but don't be showing up any type of way, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. so I I guess I just learned to carry myself as an adult and then they recognized that and respected it. Yeah. I think for me, I just had to say, but are you going to pay these bills though? <laughs> like, I, I think I know that they say things to me for my well-being or to make sure that I do things correctly or not make mistakes that maybe they had. But I'm just like, are you paying my bills? Like, are you paying this mortgage every month? Like, I mean, that's a nice way to say it. But at the end of the day, (laughs) that's just what I said. I'd be like, yo, I'm paying these bills. And it's my, they're my, they come in my name every month. Now, if you want to contribute or something, then maybe we can talk about, you know, making arrangements as of why you need to be in my life and and make these decisions for me. But as until then, like I'm paying these all by myself. You're not stepping in. So it is what it is. Mm. Lord, I feel that. Yeah. If it, I mean, when it starts to affect your money, time and energy. Then, then, 
Yes. We can worry about that. We can we can cross that bitch when we come to it. Interject at any time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you like to if you would like to financially support me. <laughs> <laughs> then I can't say shit. All I could just you know, smile right. and wave, boys. Smile and wave. That's all I could do. Smile right. and wave. There's some people out here with some audacity though. Mm-hmm. If you have people taking whole care of them and making fucking demands, I don't understand that. Yo, and that that's funny. <laughs> that made me immediately think of like my six hundred pound life. So that used to be I haven't been able to watch it in a while, but that used to be my show. Every Wednesday I will watch it, first of all, to keep me grounded. Cause I'm like, you know, I'm out here trying to lose weight. I'm trying to exercise, stay healthy. So every Wednesday I will make myself a healthy meal. And make sure I'm home in time to watch that damn show. Because that's one of my fears in life. To make sure my ass don't get 600 pounds. <laughs> but the, the point of that is that, like, on that show, they're 600 pounds. And they're dependent on other people. But they will talk shit to the people that they're dependent on. To Bro. get them the food. To wash them. To take care of them. And they was just demeaning these people. Honey. My mama used to watch that crazy ass show and she showed me this one, this one dude who had like long black hair. I mean, he looked, he just looked dirty. He was out here like furious about like a pizza or some shit. I mean, he was just cussing them to the, to hell and back. And I was like, sir, you can't even lift your ass up off that fucking couch to roll to the bed. Like you can't, you haven't, haven't seen your penis in a decade. I know it. D- don't even. Don't even, my nigga. Like, they can't even wash their own asses, Mo. Facts. And Don't look at me like that. I mean, it's it's awful. Like, you. that's why I like when y'all be talking about fupas. I be ready to punch y'all right in a thing. <laughs> <laughs> looking at that show, I'm like, no, bitch. That's a fupa. They have it, but they can't see it. Even if they lifted it, they couldn't see it. <laughs> and, I, and I know, like, I feel for them. I feel for them. I do because some of them, I know it's not just the. Oh, eating I just disorder. felt like eating. Like no, right. it's an it, I mean that took sure. a. Y- yes, yeah. it's an addiction, and it's. I feel like it starts with depression. Like mm-hmm. it's a whole illness, a whole like mental thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, very complex situation. It it is. It is. However, comma. Like, bitch, if you you will lose some weight if somebody fucking leaves you because you'll starve to goddamn death. You will starve to death. That probably would be the only way you might lose some weight. How are you going to talk shit to somebody who literally does everything for you? Yeah. How? That's the thing. So, yeah, definitely they, you know, dependent on, you're you dependent on somebody, but you're talking shit to them. Now that's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> mm. But you don't have. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't get over it. I can't. Girl, you know damn well. You know. Yeah, damn I used to watch well. the show sometimes too, but it was a lot. You talking about something that keep me grounded, girl? It was a, it was so repetitive, and I just was like, we can't do anything to help them, so it was just, just kind of like, yeah, it was kind of sad. Now, my strange addiction was funny. I could watch that. All day. Oh hell no, girl! I stopped after that girl was eating <laughs> um the baby powder, and then somebody was eating oh, she was the wall. It. Yeah, somebody was eating sand. This, this, I Come mean, laundry, the, laundry powder. The, one the lady was eating the lint. Oh, she would pick the um the couch lint cushion the, and eat it. It was somebody eating the lint, even the lint oh, off the clothes. Yes. Mm-mm. 
And some people eat their hair. I know that one was weird. It was awful. Yeah, and then some people like pluck their hair out. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was an entire thing. But I but I could watch that easier than my six hundred pound life because it just made me sad. It really depressed me. I usually couldn't get through a whole episode. Oh, I I love that show. Either it pissed me off or it made me sad. Oh no, it was uh, it was I love that show. Okay. Are they still airing new episodes? Yes, girl. Well, as southern, show. as southern children, yes, southerners, Carolinians, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we know you're not about to run up on your parents and tell them, "Bitch, I'm grown." <laughs> no, not with that. That's bird. an automatic. You no, know, you can't say that. You don't That's use those exact words. I mean, as right. a southerner, you've learned how to be nice, be nice nasty. nasty. Yes. Yeah. So you know how to say, "Bitch, I'm grown," without saying, "Bitch, I'm grown." The okay, i.e. Do you plan on paying these bills this month? Or you are you going to contribute to the household? Or you could even go. Well, my electric rent and water is this much. So what will you be putting on that today? All donations are welcome. I have a Cash App. I have a Venmo. You can also put it directly in my bank account. Uh, Cash. Always a good thing. Checks. I don't like checks, but I will definitely take one. If it bounce, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have a little twenty five dollar fee. Okay, Girl, you better take that check. <laughs> Cash out. People are good about checks. They checks be good. Right. No, I learned my I learned my um my limits when I was little. I think I walked in the kitchen and my mom was asking me something, and back then we used to say nunya. You know, I was young. I didn't think <laughs> she knew what that meant. <laughs> she asked me something girl, and I was like, Nanya, <laughs> girl, that was the fastest him up of my life. <laughs> she was like, I'll show you your Nanya. And I think I had to go to bed like with. <laughs> so I've been very cautious with my words since. Then. I feel you. I... Oh, Lord, no. Now at the school, my, my friends, we would just, we would compare stories about how terrible our mamas were like, child, oh, I get beat with this and I get beat with that. Like it was. <laughs> It was like, let's, who gets beat the worst? Oh, man. It wasn't me because I just got the hand. People was out there getting their ass cut with belts and wire hangers and extension cords, you know, books. I mean, anything. Books. Just any household item <laughs> that they can <laughs> get on their hand. The book? Yeah, that's a little bit much. I hope, well, it, was a, I hope it was a paperback. I doubt. I doubt it. I feel like that's back in the day when they had, like, some people had still had them old encyclopedias. Oh, no. Girl, had we had a- <laughs> Both you Negroes knew what I was talking Hell about. yeah. We had a whole collection. Yes. yes. <laughs> Before Google, we had the encyclopedia. The set of encyclopedias. Yes, ma'am. You had to use two sources from the encyclopedia on your research paper and only one from the internet and girl and then when i got my computer <sighs> in the in, during the y2k era because my computer was oh gonna my be, shit my computer was y2k compatible they had the digital version of the encyclopedia on it so i used that oh my god <laughs> hell yeah went from books to using the encyclopedia on the computer the computer computadora yeah but yeah gosh. girl yeah. And it took so long to look through those books because it was like one book per letter. Yeah. And then it was <gasps> it was one letter that had to be split up into two books. I can't remember what letter it was. It's probably was it, S. Was it S? It might have been. But it was I, one of them super popular letters. But uh, I remember that. 
And you didn't even have to get creative because it was like, see, this is why we're so good with keywords. Because we think of every, every word that's associated with this word, with this particular subject mm-hmm. to go and look for. Try and look up Martin Luther King if you want to. Shit. You better look up civil rights. You better look up <laughs> Montgomery, Alabama. <laughs> like, you better you better find some related words so you can get as much information as possible. Facts. Okay. Well, we kind of digressed a little, you know. <laughs> it's the, t- <laughs> it's the teacher it. in you. Like, I think it's natural that you point those things out. Our upbringing molded us into the people that we, we are did. now. Definitely. You, I feel like we lucky. I'm I'm happy about it. I'm not mad at all with all the trials and tribulations we went through in school. Shit. Okay. Well, I want to go back on track. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Uh, okay. So <laughs> the thing I want to bring up um, is like how you felt afterwards after approaching your parents and telling them how you felt. Um, I guess Mo really wouldn't have a story because she said like she just changed her demeanor or you know her I don't like your confidence I don't your approach I guess to your parents was different yeah but for me and I guess kind of from what Constance was saying for her too they didn't see that growth they just saw that same kid from before so I guess with that being said like what was how did you feel after you felt like you told them, hey, I'm grown now? It kind of made me nervous. Honestly, I was like, shit, I don't know. Was that a good idea? Like, bitch, were you, should you, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Why the fuck are you so bold right now? <laughs> what are they calling? Cut you out later. Like, you know. Right, right. Are they like, waiting you know, two days later to tell me how they really feel? Honey, what if this comeback <laughs> advice you in your ass? And it's a, it's a, like a fight every time you go to the house now. Like, I just, you know, I, I, my parents aren't like that, but I, you know, it was just like the worst case scenario thoughts. Um, so at first I was like nervous, like, oh God, I can't mess with my mama like that. Or my daddy like that. But I was pleasantly surprised to see that A, they didn't know I felt that way. B, to know like how they would react to that because A, they, I don't think they realized that it's so ingrained in them they didn't know they was doing certain things. Mm-hmm. And or and or they explained to me why, like when I like Joanna said, like when I go places, they want to know where I'm going, cause like if my mom, if like if I'm going out of town with y'all or something, and like our we go on our trip, and my mom might randomly call me, want me to like come over, and I'm like, oh, I'm not there right now. I'm in Florida, or something. She's like, oh, <laughs> Lord Jesus. You know, like, she gets nervous. She's like, oh, shit. You know how long you've been there when you come in? Are you okay? Like, is everything good? Why are you in Florida? Because she doesn't know. She might think somebody didn't got hurt or something. Like, I had to make some emergency trip or some shit. So, she made it known, like, I just, I just want to know in case something happened. And I knew where you were. So, I always make a point to be like, all right, ma, you know, this is the weekend. I'm going to such and such, and such a place. But... So they, she, it was cool. She, they explained like why they do what they do. Yeah. Or, um, I brought to light something that they didn't pay attention to, or a behavior that they didn't realize they were expressing in such a way, or that it was bothering me. You know, or my brother, for, for that matter. 
because we've had conversations with them together before too i think um one thing that i guess we as children or kids or whatever we Uh don't um like in the beginning we have this expectations that parents are perfect you know Mm-hmm. Don't they try and tell us so? Yeah. So I guess kind of making that decision to approach them as such and being like saying, you know, I'm going to take some of my authority back and say I'm grown and I'm going to be doing these things. Whether you approve of them or not, it kind of make us, I don't know, it, it touches us in some kind of way to where well, <laughs> we just like, you definitely get nervous and you don't know what mm-hmm. to expect. He's just like, did I really say that? Right. Well, because it's almost like, and I know this this may sound stupid, so just bear with me. They almost don't seem like people. Yeah. And I only say that because, I say that because they don't, they're not vulnerable with you the way they expect you to be vulnerable with them. Right. Like, I don't know of any mistake my mother or father has ever made. To this fucking day, I don't. Like, outside of, like, what they do, like, as older people. But, like, I can recall no stories of them being young, making mistakes that I've made as a young person. And sometimes I feel like they cannot relate to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can agree with that. Like, you know, they don't. They. Especially my mom. Yeah. I think it's the the mom for me, too, when it comes to, like, why are you doing this? Why is it not easier for you to execute this in the way that I see that you should and I'm we I hate the cliche that times are not the same but they're not they're not this five dollars don't do what that five dollars used to do back then okay hell no number one number two hundred dollars ain't nothing right there's more we want more out of Mm -hmm. life now we're not children anymore so we have to find a healthy balance of how can we take the resources that we have and get what we need mm-hmm. across the board from friends, you know, our social life, with work, um, everything. Yeah. So, I mean. For sure. I think we just think differently. And, and, and like you said, like the times being different. Like I, my mom lived with her mother till she got married. Oh, hell because no. That's, oh, but that's what they did back then, like. But that's what they did, like for real. And plus, that's what they. She probably was like in her twenties or something like that when she, she was. Yeah, she was young. When okay, she got married. so see, now yeah, we're like, waiting to get married, but we can't stay in Mama's house until we thirty-five. Like it's just well, don't she, work, but, right? But she wasn't thirty-five when she got married. Like she yeah, had so me I'm twenty-seven, and she had been married for years before that. So she got married like not long after college. Yeah, came wow. home, got a job real quick, married my daddy, and they moved here. Well, they moved yeah. to Columbia, then they moved here. Like, but they, so she doesn't know what it's like to be on her own. Like, I don't think women did that. Maybe some did, but they got talked yeah. shit about. But now it's a thing. Like, I don't want to go back to my parents' house. Having a career and being alone until I find the right person is what I'm trying to do. I think that's important, though. But I don't think that mindset was there then. So she can't relate to the shit that I do. Because she'd be like, why don't you get your brother or your dad to come and fix this? I'm like, honey, I'm not always going to have them in my life. Like, Douglas is about to have a whole fucking family. My daddy's getting older, okay? I got to learn to do some shit on my own. Because I might not have a man to depend on to do so. Mm. And I don't necessarily want to hire somebody. I'll have some random one off in my house doing shit. 
Right. Yeah. But it took her a while to understand that. I get that. I think that's important, though, having your independence. Um, Before you, like, even take that step of even being in a relationship, I think... I think now, I can't speak for then, but I think now as society moves further away from getting married and starting families at a younger age, I feel like it's very important for you to like have your own sense of independence and have your own sense of trying to figure shit out because, you know, if you don't do it your own yourself, who's going to do it for you? And you don't even know if people trying Mm -hmm. to get over on you. You could be asking them, how do you fucking screw in this light bulb? And I'm hiring somebody to screw in this light bulb when it takes me five seconds to do it myself. Mm-hmm. So. Mm, the school of YouTube is real. Facts. YouTube University <laughs> has taught me a lot. <laughs> I have broken down my old Windows computer, put that shit, mm-hmm. fixed it, put it back together. All thanks to YouTube University. Mm-hmm. Still got that laptop Learn anything day. off a of YouTube video, child. That's the first place I go. But now I know how to do shit. I'm going to consult YouTube real quick. And if YouTube can't tell me, Pinterest usually can. Okay. Pinterest takes me a little longer, but I can I can navigate. When I went I natural, pretty well. YouTube University, oh. Pinterest, all the yes, way. Yes, God. I'll still do it. I can get my life together with that. <laughs> well, I guess this kind of wraps up what we had to say. But we did want to give you guys, um, I guess, an article that we found. Um, it's from the stayathomemom.com was the website. And basically, it was um, giving five ways on how to convince your parents you are adults. So, okay. So, I'll take the first one. Um, the first one is to accept responsibility. Uh, basically, you got to be responsible. So, we just talk, we literally just talked about how... You need to just be responsible and find your own way. So in order for your parents to take you seriously as an adult, the best way is to no longer to be a dependent. You got to set your budgets and live within your means. And the more responsible you are and um, with your own shit, then your parents are the less they can be in your business. Okay. Mm -hmm. The more responsible you are with your own shit, the less your parents can be in your business. Because like I said, are you going to pay these bills? Point blank in the period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As Constance takes a sip of wine. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the next one is to be open with them. Um, tell them how you feel, but you definitely got to be respectful just because you got to get something off your chest. So I mean, you got to be disrespectful about it. But if something is bothering you or offending you, let them know because they may not know what you feel is offensive is offensive basically they don't know yeah what you're feeling unless you tell them how you feel and that's something i was gonna say that's something that i had to learn myself like you can't assume that people automatically know how you feel yeah i'm all for heart-to-heart conversations and i've had to um learn how to do that mm-hmm. most recently the i've learn to ask for hugs because I just you feel like oh my parents know that I need a hug they know that I need x y and z but no they don't you they are human and you still have to communicate that to them yeah yeah for For sure yeah sometimes you need that yeah uh to follow with what I just said that would include also establishing boundaries 
Don't allow them to take control over your life. You can tell them what you need, but make it very clear to them what you're going to allow and what you're not. And that's a part of also being honest and letting them know that you um, will accept your actions. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, there are consequences to every action. And I mean, sometimes you're just willing to risk that. You know what I mean? Sometimes you know that it's a risk doing things. Like this podcast is definitely a risk doing this. Oh, it's a risk. Yes. So, I mean, we're... Our blood pressure is up. <laughs> I mean, we're oh. funding this ourselves. We're using our own time. There's nobody else. This is a three-woman operation. So, like, Ooh, we're definitely taking a risk. And um, I don't... I don't think that my family would be like with this because it's nothing major that my family would be like, um, why are you doing this? You don't need to do this. You need to do something else. What you need to do is go do something else. But I've definitely heard that before in my family before. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, when it comes to bigger shit, they'll definitely be like, why are you doing that? You need to do something. Yeah, we got to set those boundaries. You're making me uncomfortable right now. I need you to approach me in something in a different manner. But I, you have to understand I'm an adult. I'm going to, we all got to take chances in life. And this is just a chance I'm going to take. Um. Well, another thing you can do is empathize with them. That's number four. So kind of like we were talking about earlier, like they don't, they don't know that something is bothering you unless you say something and you need to think about the things that they have gone through, at least from what they've told you. So put yourself in their shoes and maybe there's a deeper meaning to why they're coming at you the way they're coming at you or what they're coming at you about. So it could be their own insecurity. It could be something that really bothers them. And it's more often than not, it's because they're nervous for you. And either, even if they haven't lived through it, they may know someone who has and they don't want that same outcome that they've seen someone else or themselves go through. Um, so don't, don't be so quick, you know, to be like, fuck you. You know, <laughs> I'm grown, bitch. You know, don't, don't be so, so ready to get buck because I know it's easy to do that. Cause it's like, you know, uh, if you ain't for me, you ain't for me, get away from me then. But you know, you just gotta, you gotta work with them because they're just different. Facts. They think differently than you. And they grew up Just in like a different time. With... Right. And not saying that some of the things that they say are right. Some of them are straight up out of pocket. But you got to take some time with them. You got to teach them. You know, um, no need to go back and forth. Just, you know, try and if you, when they go low, don't go to hell. You got to go high. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go high. <laughs> when you said that your parents um, may treat you a certain way because of past things that they've experienced that you know nothing about i recently experienced that myself like Hmm. i found out why my dad was kind of harsh with me when it came to like leaving the house and exploring like Mm -hmm. dating or whatever um his sister moved away from home ended up being murdered by her boyfriend so the light kind of went off for me like that this is why but i think as parents they also have to communicate that to us which is what constant said earlier right be vulnerable with me so that i can be you know we can have a better communication and a better relationship when it was simply a point of communication right so yeah i definitely agree on that part yeah 
I think that's more something parents do now, but you know, back then I think they just felt like they, that they, it was their way or the highway, and you you do what I tell you to do, and that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. They be trying to protect you, I know, but some of the yeah. stuff you you just gotta, you know, live on live experience through life and not actually being told, right? You know, I, I understand the intent. I just don't like the delivery. <laughs> okay, I could agree with that. Oh Lord! Oh, and um, last but not least, now look, now listen, now before I, I'm gonna preface this by saying, as awesome as this is, I can understand for those that don't want to, because sweet Jesus, the benefits of not doing this next thing are immaculate. But the very last thing you can do to um tell your parents that you've grown is to move out. Now stand with your parents. Lord, the money you could save. You know, you ain't got to pay no bills and they provide food. Good stuff. But it's their house still and all of their rules. So you can't really get buck and get pissed off when they're like, don't be running in and out of my damn house because it's their house. <laughs> I, I mean, they pay bills in that bitch. You cutting their lights on. You eating their motherfucking food. Like, you just can't argue a lot. Um, But... But if you're there and they are providing all that for you, that's money that you should be saving and paying to yourself as if you have something. Mm-hmm. So that way when you want to get something, you got a nest to do so with. Facts. Right. So once you're financially stable, which that's what staying in your damn mama's house, mom and daddy's house is supposed to get you to do, do so. And then, you know, embrace that privacy and understand that you're paying for that shit. Okay, you can do pull that Steve Urkel. I don't have to take this. I'm going home. I'm going home. <laughs> Screw you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> yes. Yes. That was. I feel like that article was a good little snippet or a summarization of yeah. like steps of. I don't want to say steps of becoming an adult, but steps of like setting boundaries with your family members, parents. Or you can probably take some of those things and do it with like ordinary people that are in your life as well. So do you guys have any suggestions from your yourselves or your own experiences that you would like to give our listeners about um, overcoming the expectations of others? My number one, which I am actively learning... <laughs> so come along this journey with me. Stop seeking validation from yes, Lord. your parents. Yeah, that's hard though. Mm-hmm. Very. I know. I'm, I'm with you in that, Monique. I am right it's there so with you, baby. hard. But we are creating this new life that we love, that we have to live every day, and they're not going to always agree with it. Mm-hmm. So you okay. still have to wake up and be happy with what you've chosen and where you are and where you're going. And the only way you can do that is by not seeking constant validation from them. Yes. I love that. I, I And for real, you know, I'm right there with you, girl. Because I feel like I do it all the time. And I, I legit have, and I know this sounds crazy, and I am a little bit, but I legit be talking to myself and having arguments in my own head, like, about, ooh, don't do this. And I think, why... Why am I fighting this? Why am I like self-sabotaging some shit that I know I want? Like I want this. Mm -hmm. Why am I struggling with it? And it's because I'm afraid of what they think. 
I'm afraid of what they're going to think. It's also a reason why I don't tell them certain things, not because I don't want to share in this, that joy, but I just don't, I don't have it in me to hear something negative. I don't have it. It, it, Sometimes I just, I can't. Yeah. I don't want to fight with them about it. I don't want to have to justify what I want to do and what feels right to me. So I'm with you in that. All I can say is empathize as much as you can, but don't give an excuse and don't, um, don't dwell on some shit that ain't that you can't control. Like you can't control their feelings and you don't have to make excuses for them or, you know, accept it. If they, you know, if they're, if you're telling them that something bothers you and they just don't give a fuck, you can cancel that ass. I mean, you could. I mean, I hate to say don't stop talking to them, but shit. If they don't, if they just don't care, cancel the parents. She said, right? Like, listen, if they ain't trying with you, fine, bye. But, but just remember, they they different. They think differently than you, and try and love them, and 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 try try to try, like you would a good friend. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they they definitely birthed you. <laughs> My um, suggestion would be to tell the truth. And um, sometimes the answer is just no. Um, I think I struggle with that, saying no. And I think just because I feel like you've done so much for me, I feel like I should do it for you. But I had to realize um, later in my life that being kind to others don't mean you expect something back from them. Um, giving to others doesn't mean you expect something back from them. You're supposed to give because that's what your heart says. That's what your mind agrees on. And you don't expect nothing back. It is what it is. You gave because you wanted to. You don't give to someone expecting something back. And I think that's something that um, I struggle with um, because I feel like Oh, you helped me. So now I got to help you. Like, I have to help you because you helped me before. And I have to realize that that's not really how things work. Like, I don't have to help you because you helped me. I appreciate your help. But if it's just not convenient for me or if it's something that I can't fit into my schedule, I don't have to make it, you know, something, a a priority. Right. So I think that's my struggle. Definitely telling the truth. Sometimes my family call and I be out of town. They be like, where you at? And I sometimes I take that pause and I be like, damn, am I going to tell them the truth about where I'm at? Or am I going to lie and say I'm at home in my couch? And then now we got FaceTime. And then my niece be like, the FaceTime. So she be like, what's behind you? You ain't at your house. Where you at? And I just be like, damn, sis, just call me out. Bro, <laughs> just call me out, please. <laughs> you can hide from an adult, but because they they just ain't gonna mess with you. But these churns, these churns, hell no, hell no. <laughs> so um, I I've made a conscious a conscious effort now to just tell the truth. I mean, I'll tell you if I'm going out. I may not tell you every time I'm going out of town, but I will mm-hmm. make a decision because there's sometimes I'm texting. I'm just like, am I gonna tell you where I'm going, or am I gonna tell you what I'm doing? But I'm trying to be more open to that now because at the end of the day, who gonna check me, boo? Like, you know, what, what, you, what you finna do? Take my car? <laughs> you can't do that? You gonna turn my lights off? I'm like, I don't know. You gonna stop putting money in my bank? You don't even do that. So it's just like, why am I <laughs> Why am I fighting this? Just tell you the truth. I am gone. 
We left. <laughs> we not at home. So don't come looking for us because we ain't looking for you. It's engraved in us. Yes. It's engraved in us. Definitely ingrained. So I'm I'm be- I'm struggling between saying no to people and I'm also struggling with telling them the truth about the things I'm actually doing because I don't want to hear what you got to say about it. It is what it is. I did it. It's done. So those are mine. Yeah. All right. So I guess we'll... Sound advice. Yes. Anything else to say, ladies? No. No. I think this was a good conversation. It was. Yeah. We rant we, this week. Or yes. I was going to say, we're going to we're gonna move on. Um, If we don't have anything else to add to that, we're going to move on to our whining with wine. Mm. I didn't fill my glass a little back up. <laughs> and for those of you that don't know, this is our segment where we just go in with whatever is on our hearts that happened this week that we just be like, fuck it. Like, I just can't believe that this is where I'm at. I can't believe this is happening. What is this? So we whining about it. Whining with wine. <sighs> All right. Who want to go first? I'll go. Shit. Let me get this off my chest. Okay, so listen. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You know how when you start to get comfortable with folk and you just kind of let things just all hang out. You know, you you tell them your grievances and a couple of your insecurities and shit. Okay. So I've been single as a Pringle for quite some time now. And it's really okay. I've, 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 I've been fine with it. I have my low moments. But when co-workers or people you know automatically look at every black man with a good job that passes by you and is just automatically like why don't you date him bitch i don't know him and i don't want that nigga okay i'm not trying to fuck and date every nigga that makes a five-figure goddamn salary because i'm poor i understand that i'm a teacher but if that motherfucker's a teacher too why the fuck would i want to date him I want more money. Not two checks with the same money. The fuck I'm going to do with that? I want us to glow the fuck up. No. No. I don't want that short motherfucker. No, I don't want him. Just because he is colored doesn't mean that he and me going to go together. Please stop trying to figure out who I'm going to date. I am okay being single. It's fine. It's really not a big deal. Please stop making it a big deal. Stop trying to set me up with every black man that crosses your fucking path that's close in proximity to the place of my place of business. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the laughter I had to hold in. (laughs) That girl said thank you. This is my talk, and I'm done. This is my this public service announcement. Okay, and I am done. Evans. Okay, mine. It's really, it's really just petty. It's not really actually a rant that deserves ranting. So mine is these pe- fucking people that talk too damn much. Okay, <laughs> I am not a person that has many words. I do not talk a lot. And me and you don't have some kind of relationship that we formulated over the years. I don't have much to say. So don't be coming with me with all this mouth and all this talking and all this conversation. And now I have to figure out what the hell I'm going to respond back. 
<laughs> that shit is just so frustrating for me. I am an introvert person. I do not know how to talk to people. So don't try to have a conversation with me. Because if you ask me how I'm doing, I'm going to say good. Okay? I'm not going to give a call back. How are you? Because I don't know how to do that shit. I'm still working on me. I'm still learning how to do it. Why are we having conversations about something that's not even about what we came here for? We came here for this. <laughs> how did we get here? Okay? You think, oh, I got to wait. Say for instance, you sit beside somebody and you be like, okay, I'm waiting. I got to sit here for an hour. You know, damn, that's going to be a long time for me to wait. Have, you know, I'm just here in my work. Put me on social media. I'm scrolling. Okay. That, that feels like my hour. No, you want to have a conversation. You want to talk about your life. You want to want to know more about mine. You want me to explain this and that. You want to tell me more. I don't give a damn. I don't care. <laughs> and I don't know how to respond. What am I supposed to say? Okay. I don't know. Because I don't know how to talk to people. Blame it on my upbringing. I'm the only, I'm basically the only child. Because I grew up that way. There's not, my siblings are way old, older than me. So I don't know how to communicate with people. So don't talk to me. I have nothing <laughs> to say to you. Just say hello. Okay. And I'll say hello back. And if I say, oh, hey, how you doing? Just say fine. And we, we, we completed the transactions. It's complete. It's done. If I come up with you with a topic, then we can, then we can formulate something. Other than that, I don't know how to talk to people that I don't know. So don't come at me. Because, and don't expect something glamorous. Because it's not going to happen. Because I don't know how to do it. That's what my finance is for. I bring him around. <laughs> So he can talk to the people because he know how to do that because I don't. <laughs> she said, that's what my finance is for. That's what my finance is for. That's why he's here. He, so he can talk because he is a social butterfly, not me. I love it. And that's okay to admit. It is. I really yeah. wish I really wish I knew how to have conversations with people, but I really don't know how. And it's a struggle for me. And then all these seconds have passed by, and here I am coming up with a question that I should have came right after you asked. You said whatever you said. It's just it. It's like a delay. It was like, what should I say? It's my computer, my head, like working like a computer. Like we gonna search for the next question. We in here, okay, in the files, searching for what to ask. <laughs> Because I do not know. <laughs> I really don't. It's okay. It's okay. It's hard. It's, it really feels like it takes practice. Yeah. And the moment be done gone. I'd be done miss the moment. And I'd be like, oh, I should have asked this. You can get you a couple of choice questions that <laughs> can apply to anything. <laughs> situational shit. You know, if you in the DMV. God damn, you can't, I can't believe how long this shit take. Last time I came here, it was quick. What they got going on in there? Girl, you know people love to talk in the DMV line. There ain't shit else to do. Hell Nothing no. else. Next thing you know, you be done start talking about your niece and nephew and your <sighs> cookout that's coming this weekend. And Child, I don't know how it happened. A hot mess. It's all right, friend. It's all right. Speaking of the DMV, I, I think one of my biggest pet peeves is when people are walking across like they're leaving out the grocery store and you're driving into the parking lot. Get your ass out of the way. Like, <laughs> don't. 
the hell you start walking slow for and then looking at me <laughs> through my windshield in my face like move what and if you're gonna at least look you could you could speak if you're going to look you can at least speak put the hand up and still move out the way smile. yes what's wrong with you and you looking at me like i'm wrong Yes, I know you have the right of way, but then you still have a courtesy to get your ass out the way. Knees to chest. Yes. <laughs> you are not. Now, if it's elderly, I, yes, I understand. That's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the lady that is well capable to move a little faster and get that buggy where it needs to go. Yeah, I don't, I don't appreciate them either. Especially them ones who don't even look. Oh, those are ones get on coming. my nerves because it, it's already implicated. They already said, I'm a pedestrian, so I'm going to just keep going. I ain't looking. One foot away from my car, but if I run you the fuck over, because <laughs> I couldn't put my hands on it, put my feet on the brake quick enough, I'm going to be in the wrong. And what about the person that just literally walks out in front of the car? So you just want to get hit today. You're trying to die. Right? You're just trying to die. I mean, can you imagine if I just couldn't drive at all? <laughs> What if I was on my phone being a reckless millennial? What if I was trying to find the right gift to send my friends at that moment in time <laughs> and was Scrolliana on my phone? Okay, Scrolliana. Well, I saw that shit on the TikTok the other day. That thing was funny as fuck. I can't. I need to send that to y'all. Because that about kill, it about kill me dead. Just to hear that nigga say Scrolliana. Hotmess.com. Hotmess Express. So if you are one of those people, move your ass out of the way, please. <laughs> Get the fuck on. Needs to chest. Yeah, I had one lady walk by, and she was still eyeballing me after she had already like gotten out of the way. So I'm just like, did I get? Did I do something to you? What's the problem? Do you know me? I'm sure you don't know me. So what's the problem? Mo- go. Yeah. Those be the ones. They be ready to <laughs> pop off when they the one that's wrong. Right, you're the one that's wrong. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you guys for whining with our wine. Because I definitely took a couple of sips while I listened to y'all. But y'all are hilarious. I appreciate it. It makes my little... Oh, I was going to say, it just makes my little petty situation just seem so minuscule. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, this brings joy It's all relatable. It's all relatable. I love this shit. I love it. I want to say to the listeners, you know, whoever you are, if it's just one or two, you know, thanks for joining us. And I do want to invite you guys to send in your questions, comments, or topic suggestions to the Unestablished Podcast. So basically, you would just email us at unestablishedpodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to try to spell it. Maybe one of y'all should try to spell it because every time I, I, I struggle. I sound like I'm in first grade every time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll try. Here we go. All right. It's U-N-E-S-T-A-B-L-I-S-H-E-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Yes. 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 (laughs) Had to look at it. I was looking at it real intently the whole time. Oh so my please God. let us know how you're feeling. Yeah. Help us to better ourselves. As we said before, we we, we kind of know what we're doing, but we still learning. But Lord knows we can just keep you interested with topics. Like just, just let us know what you feeling. What what sparked your interest as you listened? 
Yes, and thank you for our listeners that um, have listened so far to our episodes. Um, of course, our trailer, probably because this is the shortest, has gotten the most listens so far. <laughs> um, but we are getting downloads. You guys are really listening to us and want us to, you know, be great. So we appreciate that. Um, so just take it a step forward and um, leave us a review on your um, podcast app, Apple Podcasts, you know, wherever. And send us some questions, suggestions, you know, topics um, to the to unestablishedpodcast at gmail.com. Anybody else got anything to say before we leave? Nope. Nope. I'm good, girl. All right. Well, we, we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Cheers. 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 Thank you for joining us this week on Unestablished. Be sure to catch us every week. And don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on all podcast platforms. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Until next time, peace and love.